0: But this is a familiar scripture. And I was very interested because I wanted the backstory to it. So we're going to go into the backstory story a little bit. You don't have to stand. And the story comes from 1 Samuel chapter 21. And I'm just going to read the scripture to you and then we'll go forward from there. And David rose and fled that day from Saul and went to Akash, the king of Gath. And the servants of Akash said to him, It is not is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing to one another of him in dances? Saul has struck down his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And David took these words to heart, and was much afraid of Akash, the king of Gath. So he changed his behavior before them and pretended to be insane in their hands and made marks on the doors of the gate and let his spittle run down his beard. Then Akash said to his servants, Behold, you see this man is mad. Why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen? that you have brought his fe- this fellow to behave as a madman in my presence. Shall this fellow come into my house? Again, that's First Samuel chapter 21, verses 10 through 15. And those of you who don't know, this is about David when I came to you from Psalms. David, if you don't know, David is the, uh, one of the authors of Psalms. He is credited for writing the majority of Psalms. And so he has gone on and he is reminiscing in chapter 34, he, has, he is reminiscing about the occurrence that happened in 1 Samuel. And sometimes you just have to sit back and take time to reminisce and to think about all the things and all the places and all the occurrences that God has brought you through. And I just want to discuss with you a little bit today and say, makes me want to holler. Because I am thinking about all the things that he has done for me. Makes me want to holler. Oh, to tell of his goodness. So Saul has an audience. I mean, David has an audience at this time. In Psalm chapter 34. And he is discussing with them, again, the things that he has come through. And the first thing that he says in verse 1 is, I will bless the Lord at all times. At all times. That means he was determined. You have to have determination if you want to make it. Because you will go through things, you will have experiences. There will be times when that is the least thing that you want to do. But you have to remember that is what you were chosen to do. That is what you have declared that you will do. So matter, no matter what it looks like, just know I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. And why do you have to have that determination? And why do you have to have that Because I told you, there will come times when you don't feel like it, so you have to learn how to counteract what you feel. You have to learn how to not, when you, every day you wake up, it is not glorious. And the older you get, your body starts making you feel like it's really not glorious. And I'm not that old, so lo and behold, those of you who have a few more years on me, but you, when your feet, Sometimes your feet might not even have to hit the floor. When they swing under them sheets, better yet, when you open your eyes, say, thank you, Lord. Just know it is going to be good. God, I am grateful no matter what I feel in my body, no matter what. Sometimes you wake up to text, to things that have happened before while you were asleep and the first thing you hear or that you have to deal with is something that you have no control over but you have to end that with god i thank you just for the opportunity for your glory to work don't let your past situations determine how thankful you're going to be for god what do you mean by that because you went through bad things Don't let that make you feel like God is not real. Just because you experience something in life that your best friend doesn't know nothing about, that doesn't mean God is real. That is all the more reason that you have to be able to count it all joy that you have had that experience and God has brought you out. And you have these experiences to help the next person. Yes, we feel like, oh, Lord, why me? Because he chose you. He equipped you. He gave you the opportunity to see for his glory to operate in your life. So you have to learn how to flip that and counter the privilege. And know that, God, I get the opportunity to be used by you. Now, let me tell you, I've already told you, but I just want to reiterate, being used by God is not always the glorious experience that you read about. Being used and chosen by God means you will have to go through But because you have been chosen, you have the victory. You have the opportunity to come through and lift your hands. And people will say, you never look like that. I would have never known. Why? Because God chose me. You have the power to decide what comes out of your mouth. You determine what comes out of your mouth? You determine the setup of gratitude that you have for the life that you are currently experiencing. You have to determine, like I keep telling you, that nothing is going to deter my praise. Nothing is going to make me doubt the power of God and how real he is. And in First Thessalonians... Chapter 5, verse 18. Again, that's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 18. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. What does that mean? In everything, as David started out, I will bless the Lord at all times. This is another, uh, just another encouragement in First Thessalonians, where you have the ability to be thankful for everything that you are going through and everything that you are experiencing, because it is God's way for you. God has predetermined our outcome and the things that we go through, and yes, we would love to know our future. But if we knew, I believe, because I can tell you for myself, I don't know if I would have signed up all the way. I cannot tell you that I would have signed up for the areas in life where I have to do some things. But I appreciate God and all everything that I am learning. Everything that I am going through, everything that I am experiencing, I thank God for His will for me. I thank God. And then, as we're going on, after you determine and after you have made up your mind what you are going to do and how you're going to be thankful, you need to testify. You need to testify. And it shouldn't be that hard because you've already started off right because you're giving God the glory and the praise for everything that he has done for you. And when I say testify, I mean give facts pertaining to you. But God has done for you. In verses th- 2 through 7, Paul is testifying. To the people and he says oh magnify the Lord with me let us exalt his name together I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears and those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed this poor man cried as in Paul And the Lord heard him and saved him from all his trouble. And then he gives them a reassurance that the angel of the Lord encamps around those uh, who fear him and he delivers them. Paul told the people that he had an encounter where he had to call on the name of the Lord. And I told you we went back, I started from the beginning When I read to you this encounter in 1 Samuel, Paul was running from Saul. And as he was running from Saul, he ran to another kingdom. Now what's crazy is Saul, I mean Paul, help me Lord, knew, and I keep saying Paul and it's David. Help me y'all. But anyway, he knew that he was anointed. He knew that he was chosen from the very beginning. He had gone through different experiences, but yet in this occurrence when he was running from Saul and he got into uh, to this other kingdom and he was scared of a cash. And he was so scared that he put on a show. How many times have you ever put on a show because you doubted God? How many times have you ever leaned on something that you knew was gonna get you out of this story so you could go on to the next situation? Now old people call it a lie. How many times have you not told the complete truth because you was not sure what the outcome was gonna be? But in your mind, you had it. If I tell this false truth, I can maybe predict what the outcome is going to be. So this is what David did. David played crazy. David played so crazy, he scratched up the doorpost. And he let spit run down his beard. When the people identified him as being, isn't this the mighty one? Isn't this the one who the people said is powerful? Isn't this the one that the people were singing about when they said Saul killed his thousands and David killed his ten thousands? David's name was preceding him. The goodness of God was preceding him. But because he was scared and he wasn't fully walking in what he knew God for him to be, he made up this storyline so he could get away. And he acted so well that the king, Akash, believed him. The king said, I do not need no more people with mental illness in my camp. Just to put it in modern day terms. I don't need anybody. I have enough. Don't you don't you see the people we got already here? So why would you bring this man to me? There is nothing I can do for him or with him. So guess what? David got he got to leave. David was telling the people that I remember a time when I did not stand on the promise of God, but yet he heard me. I remember a time when I did not do all that I was supposed to do. He did not proclaim the will of God for him when he was in the the presence of King Akash. He did not talk about the victories. He denied everything that God had brought him through, but yet God saw fit to let him go free And yet take him through multiple victories after that. And he is remembering there was a time when I was not truthful, but God yet delivered me and spared my life. You have to be honest with the people. And when you're testifying, you don't have to make up no false truths. You don't have to tell no lies. You don't have to add to the story. Tell the story like it is. Tell the story that I was unfit. I was a man of unclean tongues. And the Lord chose me. He chose me and I appreciate every minute of it. Now have I done everything that I was supposed to do? The answer is no. But can I stand here like David and tell you the Lord has heard my cry and the Lord has delivered me? Yes, I can. And I appreciate the Lord for it. When you are testifying, know that nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Know this, have it in your mind, have it a made up mind that nothing I've been through a lot, I've seen a lot, I've experienced a lot, but nothing compares to the love of God. If you just want a reference for that in your testimony, it is Romans chapter 8 verse 35 let nothing it says what shall separate me from the love of christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword none of those things shall stand against the, the love of god david is told the people when he was going through that I've been through these things but I will bless the Lord no matter what it looks like I will bless him because I owe him you have to know I don't mean to make it sound like Jesus got a credit sheet because he knows what he's done for us but sometimes you might need to make a tally and keep tally of the victories that God has performed in your life You might need to know. God knows. God knows everything. And he is not going to not perform a victory for us because we are ignorant and not celebrating him. Because there will come a time... If you ever sit back and reminisce that you will remember I owe God because A, I owe God because B, I owe God because C. You can go to Z and then you know how you go to the arena after you get to Z it starts double. Well now I'm at double A and then I'm at double B. And then I'm at double C. You cannot stop if you ever take the time to reminisce and think about what God has done for you. Because nobody can do it like God can. When he said he, he would never be ashamed, I mean never. Never. Never let anyone make you feel like your story is anything to be ashamed of. And that is a trick of the enemy because if you feel ashamed, that means there is somebody who is having that experience currently or may have had it and didn't know that they was the only one. Didn't know that God has brought you out victorious and what the possibilities can look like as an overcomer. You can never sit back and just sulk and, you know, think about, oh, Lord, it was me. It was you. And you heard me say was. Was Was you. That means you are in a better situation. You are in a more current position. And you are not where you were. So no matter what it looks like, just thank God I'm not where I was, and when I was there, you heard my cry and you delivered me. After you have had your determined mind, after you have testified, you have to give an invitation. And what do I mean by invitation? Give someone else the experience to encounter God, the God that you are talking about the God that you are witnessing about, the one as they were singing early, the great Jehovah. As we were singing how good he is and we won't stop praising. After I've told you why I won't stop praising, now I need to give you the opportunity to join the club. And what I mean by that, in the ending, in verse 8, He told the people, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that takes refuge in him. After I have talked about all that God has brought me through and after I told you how good he is, don't you want to get some of this? Don't you want to taste of the goodness of the almighty God? Don't you want to have the experience of the angels being encamped around about you? Don't you want to have the experience of the glow of the Lord being on your face even when you're in trouble? Why? Because you called on the name of the Lord. And when we talk about tasting Does it? Who who cooks in here? Can I see who cooks? Anybody cook? All right. So, you know, when you're cooking and nobody's home with you and you're tasting your food, you know, you dance by yourself. But when somebody's home, you know, you'll holler through the house. You'll run through the house. "Hey, Hey, I need you. Just just taste this. And there is nothing more gratifying than when you see someone taste what you ain't even all the way finished done with yet and they tell you, now that's good. And what do you mean by that? God is not all the way finished with you nor me yet. We are still being made. But while we're being made, we get the opportunity to tell of the goodness of God and let someone offer them a taste of the Holy Father. You have to be willing to be, you know, to don't, don't be ashamed as I told you, but let your flavor fill the place. Let God fill you to a way that when you walk in, someone can say, now, there's something different. I I don't know what it is. They ain't said much, but I feel better already. I feel good just because they walked in a room. You want to get to the place. When you go to visit people in the hospital, it's not all about having so much words and going in there and laying on hands all of those things are necessary but sometimes when you walk in a room people should have a peace about them just because you as being a vessel of the Lord have come in this place I know he's here I know he is in this place with me and when you laying out the when you give the invitation Lay it out. Lay the spread completely out. And what I mean by that is, I don't know if any of you have been in the South or been to a traditional dinner where someone invites you and they have like 10 sides. And you you look at the table like, there is no way I can eat all of this stuff. But they have laid the spread out for you. That is what you do when you give someone a taste of the Lord. What do I mean? Tell your story. Tell it. Now, they might get overwhelmed. And then they might even look at you like, how are you still standing? But give them the layout. Just lay it out. Don't, I told you don't hide nothing. If anything, overwhelm the people about the goodness of God. Overwhelm the people about the victories that he has brought you through. Overwhelm the people about the things that he is able to do for them because you are talking about what he's done for you. And as you are laying it out, you might even go way back into your testimony all over again. And don't be ashamed. I know I, went, I was in the holiness church and we used to have testimony service every service. I say every service, I mean every service. So that means Bible study. That means Sunday morning. That means Sunday night. And if there was a revival, there was testimony every service. And when you hit them doors, you had to have a testimony. I told Dr. Emanuel, it was so bad that if you didn't testify, sometime even the elders and the mothers might get you after service and say, are you still saved? I am fine. I just did not want to. When you hit these doors, you stand up and you talk about the goodness of God. And I'm saying that to say, if you repeat your testimony, don't let nobody tell you, well, I've already heard that. Well, you're not listening because you're not a believer. Tell your story over and over again. If nobody if for nobody but yourself. So you can keep a praise. So you can stay in the heart of thanksgiving. So you can remember everything that God has done for you. Because nobody can tell it like you can. Nobody Nobody can give an account because why there was things that you didn't want nobody to know that God had done for you, you were always proud. I remember I was in college, and we had a roommate. We you know, had some roommates, and this particular time, I was the only one working. Just some things had happened. So our bills weren't being made like they should be, but we were just you know, doing what we do. And one night, we was watching TV, and everything went black. And we looked at each other, and I was like, well, the cutoff has happened. And they looked at me, and we looked at them, and we went to the store. We had about, I said, we had maybe, I had, I was about to get paid again, but I maybe had $10 left. We went and got five candles and a hot and ready. And we ate under candlelight and we went to bed and we woke up and did it all over again the next day. But why am I telling you this? Because I was never ashamed. Never. Because you don't know who in the building currently might be under candlelight. You don't know who in the building currently is leaving here, and all they got is money for a hot and ready. But as you have your candlelight, as you or your hot and ready, whatever the case is, be thankful and thank the Lord for all that He has done for you. Never ever be ashamed. And I want you to know this is not manipulation. When you lay it out, when you testify, you are not manipulating. Now, if you're lying, that's manipulation. But tell your story and be truthful. You don't have to play no tricks. You don't have to play no games. This is not manipulation. You're speaking from your soul. David said... My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. That means from the innermost part of me, I have to talk about how good God is. When you know that it's good to you and when you know it's from your soul is when you have to sit back after you get done talking and all you can say is mm. Mm, and you begin to smile, you might even clap, you might even cry, you might even let out a praise. Why? Because I, th- that thing, as we say, sat down in me. And all I could do is be thankful. Now, that don't mean when you're talking to the people, you got to be ripping and running up and down the street and hollering and rolling in the floor and all these guys. That is not what I'm saying. But be sincere in all that you have when you're talking about the victories of Jesus pertaining to you. Never, ever, 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 ever. Let someone make you feel like you are not worthy of God's true praise. You are not worthy of God's true victory. Nobody knows when you went through. Nobody knows when you had to call on the name of the Lord. Nobody knows when you felt alone. Nobody knows when you felt discredited or misused or abused or whatever the case is. Nobody knows but you and God. So never let somebody tell you it don't take that. Never let somebody tell you I'm tired. If they get tired of you, go to the next person. In all you do, give God glory. In all you do, give God honor. In all you do, praise God for everything that he has done for you. Always. 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 When you hit the door, nobody should have to tell you how to praise God. Nobody. I'm not saying it's a style. I'm not saying it's a way. Some people jump. Some people dance. Some people rock from side to side. Some people wave their hands. Some people holler out loud. Some people run. Some people do all the above. And guess what? It's all okay. It's all okay. But please, in all that you do, and all someone, you can tell the musicians, I'm I'm done, I'm not long at all. In all that you do, bless the Lord at all times. At all times. That means there's never a time when it's inappropriate. That means there's never a time when you even got to think about it. If that's what you feel like you need to do, I tell you, do it. Do it. Because there is somebody there who does not know or may not have had a God encounter that you have had. And doesn't know him to be the deliverer that he is. Doesn't know him to be the waymaker that he is. Doesn't know him to be the provider that he is. Doesn't know him to be the healer that he is. Doesn't know him to be the sustainer that he is. There is no reason why you cannot praise God. Everything that, when I say thing, I mean person, that is assembled in this building, every person that is on this viewing screen has the opportunity and the reason to give God thanks. Why? Just because I'm looking at you and you looking at me. We are looking at each other, we're breathing well, we're walking well, we're looking well. If we ain't feeling well, we don't know it because you ain't said nothing. But, so it don't matter, you and me have an awesome opportunity to give God praise. And count it as that, an opportunity. Some, yes, it feels like a chore sometimes because you, you, you have your go-throughs. But always look at it as an opportunity. Always know that that is the will of God concerning you. What is God's will for you? To praise him. What is God's will for you? To glorify him. What is God's will for you? To magnify him what is God's will for you to lift him above every situation that you are going through know that he is the Lord of lords and King of Kings he is the almighty one he is the awesome ruler he is the one that reigns over everything he is the King of King and the Lord of Lords he is the mighty God he is the everlasting father he is the Prince of Peace he is a mother to the motherless he is a father to the fatherless he is a friend to those who have no friends he is everything and all things that you need him to be why because he is everything and all things God is everything so what's that mean he can be your everything whatever you need God to be he he is that There is nothing that you, I'm telling you, the one that had created all things is able to make all things happen for you. Nobody can do you like God can, and nobody can fix it like Jesus can. Sometimes when I get in a rut, I, I don't say nothing to God, but God can't nobody do it but you, and nobody can do it like you can God can't nobody do it but you and nobody can do it like you can. And when I tell you, when he blows my mind every time. Every time he does it, and the victory comes through, and I look back, I I told you the Lord, nobody can do it like you can do it. And I appreciate you for that forever and always. I'm closing. I would just tell you all, as I said, makes me want to holler. Oh, to tell of the goodness. And all that you do, tell of his goodness. And all that you experience in life, tell of his goodness. Never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. Why? Because God did it and not the person who is judging you. So never be ashamed to tell of the goodness of God concerning you. And why you telling it? Just know God is, he, he's happy about it. And he may be even more inclined to do a little bit more just because you're telling how good he is. Now you can't manipulate him because he's the one and he got it. But just know if you do your job, he's going to do his, even though he's doing it without you knowing that he's doing it. But let the Lord know that you appreciate him for everything that he has done. Again, I thank you for this opportunity to stand before.